Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. It's NFC Championship Weekend, and we're thrilled to join you on 610 AM ESPN Radio, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, is there any other news right now other than the Eagles in the championship game? I don't think so. It's pretty. I mean, ex- I mean there is, but around here, this is it. I it's mean, pretty it, exciting it, time. This, the city is to... I'll just tell you quickly, my, my law firm had today, people were literally sending emails to the whole firm. One would go E, and the next one would go A, and then G, and, and it just went I'm on all I'm sure day. that your people <laughs> loved getting their email spammed. Yeah, there was, there was one person who wasn't happy about it. Well, we are going to go right to him on the line. We have uh, Mr. Eagles Insider himself, Dave Spadaro. Dave, have you recovered from last week's win down there at the stadium? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the great thing last week was that so normally, you know, you win on a Sunday, you play on a Sunday, and then you're right back at work on Monday, so you have no time to really enjoy anything. But last week, because it was a Saturday game, Sunday was largely a dead day. So it was a blast to just kind of chill out and enjoy things and watch some football and watch a couple of great games, Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, and then Minnesota beating New, uh, New Orleans. So here we go. I'm ready to go. I think everybody in the city is feels like this week has been about 12 days long. Way too long. So, so what, what's it like for you? I mean, you, you're on the inside. You, you're around the team all the time. You've seen them go through the lows the last couple of years. You've always had a positive. Every time I hear you, you've always had the positive spin and just said, be patient. And now that time has come maybe a year early. So what's it like yeah, for, well, for you? Well, well it's, it's really fun to watch the team. I mean, once, you, once we saw what Carson Wentz, was it made it very obvious that this team was heading in the right direction quarter having that quarterback makes a difference for everyone and uh you know there were some lean years but what's interesting is the way i look at it so i've been there for a long time a lot of a lot of playoffs and six times in the last 18 years the eagles have been in the nfc championship game so it's it's you go through the ups and downs and the good organizations come back quickly and eagles have come back quickly following the Chip Kelly years. And I just think that it's – I did not expect to be in the NFC Championship way back when, but once a good Carson was going to be in year two, Eagles really had a chance. And he's been great. Uh, Nick Foles has done a very nice job replacing him. The way the team has rallied around each other has been interesting to watch. I don't know if I've seen a team rally as much as this team has for this period of time. Now, remember, in 2002 – the Eagles were able to get Donovan McNabb back for the playoffs, and they were in such command that year when AJ first Coy Detmer and then AJ Feely came in. So I think it's a really great roster. I think it's a team that believes in each other. I think it's a team that plays for its coach. The coach has certainly proven himself a lot this year to even his gravest doubters. And um, here the Eagles are with a with a a real good chance to win on Sunday. You've been through a lot of years, a lot of games at the link. I heard people saying it was one of the best, loudest atmospheres they've been a part of. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what it was like last Saturday night down there? You know, I guess the one part that you you noticed was that nobody sat down the entire time. Not not one time did the fans sit down. They were so into it. And I understand the hangover when Carson went out. And I understand that the offense is not as dynamic, and I understand that it requires more patience to watch this team because it's it's simply not as good a team now as it was when Carson was playing quarterback. But the fans really won that game. The stadium at the end was shaking. The field was rattling. It was wonderful, and it was a reminder, guys, 
that it had been a while, and it seems like maybe longer now, but playoff football is different than regular season football, and the level of intensity is different, and the fans are so into it on every play, and that's really what will always stick with me. So you, you talked about the organization a little earlier. Um, Howie Roseman got a nice award this week. Uh, how do you think that Howie Roseman has impacted this particular team? I think that, in retrospect, what happened to him in the Chip Kelly area was very good for Howie. It gave him a chance to step back and reassess himself, gave him a chance to uh, surround himself with really quality people. He's got some of them in Joe Douglas and Andy Weidel. Uh, the Eagles, I thought, did a masterful job in the way they attacked the salary cap in the offseason. Virtually every player they brought in, maybe with the exception of like Chance Warmack, has really had a positive impact on the team and has had a, a role to fill and fill that role very capably and very selflessly. And so, uh, look, Howie, Howie had to prove himself again. And it's kind of a lesson for everyone that, you know, you're going to get knocked down in life and how you get back up and how you respond is really the tell of how great you are and how he's been great this year. So do you have your underdog mask? <laughs> I do not have an underdog mask. I've They're hard to get. I, I enjoyed yeah, Lane Johnson. I, think they sold out. I enjoyed they Lane sold Johnson out again, right? telling people today. Yeah, they sold out. He told them today to make sure they take it off so that the, uh, when Minnesota's on the offense, uh, the fans are loud because your voice will be muffled if it's underneath the mask. Fair, fair, point. Very uh, fair point. It does keep you warm, though. It does. Mm-hmm. Let, let's pay well, forward. Well, it's not going to be that cold on. It's not going to be cold on Sunday. It's going to be. It's going to be nice on Sunday. Actually, it looks like it's going to be pretty perfect weather for the championship. Uh, I was seeing that they put some new turf in uh, this week. Uh, a little slipping last week. What do you expect this Sunday night? Obviously, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere down there. What are you looking forward to most? Well, I'm looking forward most to the celebration, winning the NFC championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm looking forward to that. But, but look, every I'm, I'm actually down there. I start doing TV at 10 a.m. on Fox. And so, look, the game's not until 6.40. So I got a long, long, wow. long, 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 long day. Go out in the parking no lot. Complaints. There'll be some tailgaters. <laughs> yeah, no complaints. And uh, so I, I just think that everything that, that the fans are, are, are just loving this team, it is extremely gratifying to see that. I am very, very happy to be part of it all, very grateful to be part of it all. And I think that uh, I'm looking most forward to the way it builds. I love getting down there early. I love seeing it build and the crowd grows and the hundreds of media members show up. And then by the time the game starts and there's a flyover and, you know, there's a big military theme and it just, then you kind of just settle down and go, let's see how this team plays. Let's see how they respond to the pressure. But for me, it's such a buzz. I mean, I do so many radio hits and so many TV appearances and this and that. And, and I, and I, so many, you know, events we've got Brian, uh, we've got, I'm sorry, Wilbert Montgomery down there. So I do a little event with him and meet and greet with some of the season ticket members. And it's just one, it's a buzz, man. And that's my personality. I'm a really type a guy, very energetic, uh, minimal ability to think longer than five seconds at a time. So this is this game day is going to be perfect for me. Well, and I think I saw that Wilbur and Brian Dawkins are going to be the honorary yes. captains this week, and got the roots down there performing. So it'll be a fun atmosphere down at the stadium. Yeah, and then the fans are just—they don't need it, but they're going to be lathered up, and they're going to—I mean, it was the way they were last week was awesome, and as loud as any game I've heard, and probably the only game that rivals it would be the NFC Championship game in 2004, 2005.
It, it, w- considering how much there, everybody's going to be pumped up there. If if you won the f- coin flip, which would you rather have, the offense or the defense? I, 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 you always want you always want to defer, yep. so that you can somehow get that extra. The, the, in the way they calculate it, look, they, they hope that they get the ball at the end of the first half, right? So you've got you've deferred, you've given them the first possession, and then at the end of the first half, you have a chance to get the football back. You want to put points on the board, get the ball back again to start the third quarter and make yourselves create some distance with those two possessions. So I would like to see the defense on the field. I think this is going to be a defensive slugfest. I think points are going to be really hard to find. So I want the defense to set the tone. I think the the defense forcing Keenum into, I mean, he put some, some throws up there last week that, that you'd like to see intercepted and, and have him put up again this week. It should be a great time down there. We appreciate you giving us a couple minutes to come on. We hope you enjoy everything about the day and uh, look forward to hopefully celebrating something with you next week. Guys, I'd love to do it next week and uh, fly Eagles fly. Let's let's win the NFC. Thanks yep. so much, Dave. We appreciate it. You have a great one. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Oh, Jeff, it would be so exciting if we have him back on next week after a win. It, wouldn't it be nice to be down there? Yeah, it would. I, I, so, okay, so I've looked into tickets. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I am not wealthy enough for tickets. So I, I texted you. Uh, did you happen to see how much the tickets are? Oh, I was looking. Yeah, you know, I, I would love to go down for a championship game. Um, it's the my, most expensive resale price ever on the secondary market for a championship game. Right now, uh, the asking price is $1,280 with the cheapest available ticket at $763. Is that the standing room only now? No, standing room only I found for like 300 bucks. This, right. is, this is like for a seat. Uh, it's, so here's, here's my question about with that stadium. Where is there standing room only? On like you the can, ramps and yeah, it's it's it, there. The way the stadium's built, it's very hard to find a standing room only place where you can actually see anything. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I'm short, so I can't see anything when tall person stands <laughs> in front of me. Anyway, if so, we both can get in, you can sit on my shoulders. Uh, good, because if I stand behind yeah. you, I won't see anything right. with the play. I know lots of people make faces at me when they when, when we stand up. Yeah, so let's go back to last week uh, as a fan. That was a pretty gut wrenching, stressful game. Uh, it was not the start you were hoping for. Uh, some sloppy, uh, you know, fumbles and turnover on special teams, and you know, you're watching the game. You're like, oh god, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. And then you know, the Eagles come back and they got the last play there. And I, I think I told you I, I've got an 11 month old son and watching a lot of the game with him, but he's kind of crawling in the kitchen in the other room, and I jump off the couch. And I'm well, you know why he's crawling. Can't get away from me. Uh, th- by the way, did he learn to crawl during Eagles games? Because he might have been trying to crawl so he could get away from because you keep yelling. I'm just going to remind you that your team is the Giants, okay? <laughs> that's all I'm going to That mic drop. I don't need to say anything else. Ryan Lennox behind the glass. Doesn't matter. And Brett, you're a KC fan, so none of you all have any room to talk this week. This is the week for the Eagles fans to enjoy it. Don't put your ring finger up. Nobody cares. All right, we're going to enjoy this week. But Was he proposing? To I you? may have, I may have scared my son in celebration that he made like a, a scared face, and I had to pick him up and and slap hands with him and let him know it was all going to be okay. So yeah, yeah, I was that dead. You're lucky you don't have a dog because dogs freak out when that happens. And I, and I've had dogs like. When Michigan wins a game, I go nuts, and the dog runs in the other room. He, I don't see him for two more he hours. He made this like sad face at me, like he was yeah. going to cry, and I don't know that I felt that bad uh, with such joy at the same time. So it ended up that I picked him up and was high-fiving and let him know everything was okay, well, and really it was more reassurance for me. Well, the fact is, if something bad would have happened, you would have yelled anyway, so you might as well feel good about the win and, and 
worry about him afterwards because if otherwise you're going to have both bad things happen. Can I say I didn't understand the play call for Atlanta on the last play? You, I get it. You're putting Sanu and Jones on the right side of the field, but you're you're getting rid of two thirds of the field. You're playing it on one third of the field. And Matt and Matt Ryan, yeah, you're right because because once you roll to that side, you, Matt Ryan is not throwing it across the field. Their fullback was and, the wide out split to the left. You knew the Eagles defense knew the play. If you listen to the audio, Malcolm Jenkins called it out. He said, "This is not a run. They're going to pass. They knew exactly where it's going to." Now look, Julio Jones fell down. Yep. And if he and by the way, he still should whether his foot would have landed in bounds is different. He still should have caught the ball. He should went right through his hands. He should. Um, I was not. I was more surprised that that's what they went with. But again, what was the one thing I told you when I said I wanted to play Atlanta? That I did not think that Steve Sarkeesian had the same offensive connection that Kyle Shanahan did. No, it's clear, and that's right. what it came down to. Mm-hmm. There. With the the assets that they have, you know, you talk Philly word assets, they didn't do anything with them. I mean, they had all these tools. They did nothing. The the Eagles defense after the early turnovers shut them down. I think six of nine drives. I was shocked. I was shocked to learn how few times the Falcons had scored this season with Julio throwing the ball to Julio Jones in the end zone. I think it was one out of eighteen yeah, it, times it's, or something it, like it that. It was an insane number. They never go to him in the right. red zone. It stuns me that you have a weapon like that and you don't try and take advantage of it. He might be him. the best tall rece- reception tall receiver in, in the NFL right now. The Eagles offensive line had a great game. They were running people yes. over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just dominating i didn't understand jay puts up 50 yards in the first quarter and then they after the fumble they kind of go away from him right. for a little while and i'm texting you going i don't know what's going on here <laughs> I, I was not very happy at that point um i want to talk to you for a second about the underdog yeah. because you asked last week and you said you don't think that teams need extra motivation this team seemed to really embrace it they've got dog masks and t-shirts and um, putting scores out, and I mean, it seems like they're backing away from it this week in terms of how much they're pushing it. But it seemed like the team really bought into the underdog role last week. Well, look, do I, do I think that it's fun and it's fun to talk about and fun to watch what they did with it, especially with the dog masks and stuff? Yeah, but they're professional athletes. If you're telling me that they can get more motivated by a, a word or a statement by the other team or or a, a spread that implies that they weren't working their hardest before that a- athletes don't work that way you look in for a deeper meaning in everything <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going up to the mountain to find anything. I, I, ju- I just think that no knowing enough athletes to know how they think that they'll say these things, but if you ask them, did you play any harder because of it? They say no, because they can't play harder. All right. Before we go to preview this week's game, let's talk about how their opponent got there. Were you watching the Minnesota-New Orleans game? Yeah. That was a crazy game. It was a crazy yeah. game. It was a crazy ending. You know what's funny? My my my, my kid walked out with like three minutes left or four minutes left. Missed it? And it's, and it's like, ah, I'm going downstairs. Oh, There's nothing no. going on. And, and I'm yelling at him, get back up here. And, you know, one and now score, you added him on score. the radio, too. That's not cool. It's okay. That's bad, Dad. Yeah. So have you heard the call was, from that was, the game? That No, I have not. Joe Buck had a great call. I mean, I, I heard that call, the TV Joe call. Buck had a great call, but here's yeah. the Minnesota call leading up to it. Listen to the change in emotion as it goes. Ten seconds to go. 24. Uh, Ten seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. 
Three receivers right, so depressed. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case so on depressed. a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God, oh, my God. I love the guy screaming. I'm waiting to hear like a plunk sound when somebody falls off their chair. So that was the Minnesota call. You go from the despair of this is all over. I mean, did you see the reaction of well, some of the players was, on the sideline? Yeah, but it was it was more than that because Minnesota took the lead and, and it looked like that was going to be it. And then the Saints take the lead and it looks like that's going to be it. And then this crazy play happens where, Ste- I, you know, I, afterwards I tweeted, Stefan Diggs will never have to buy a drink in Minnesota, in the state of Minnesota ever he again. He shouldn't have to it, ever again. Ever again. And, and and for that city, which has had such bad luck in the playoffs, most recently with the Blair Walsh miss, and years ago, I think when Randall Cunningham was there, they had Gary Anderson, one of the greatest kickers of all time, and he missed a field goal. I mean, they've just had such bad luck in the playoffs, so it was nice to see have a little turnaround, except for the Eagles, because I think Minnesota is, the, regardless of what the, what the outcome of the game was, Minnesota is a tougher team to play than the Saints are. According to ESPN Stats and Info, the Vikings had a 2.6% win probability at the snap of the ball with 10 seconds left. See, I don't understand that. I don't know how they figured that out. Why do you question everything? Because as far as I'm concerned, if if you're down with 10 seconds left and no timeouts left, the win probability should be zero. Well, they had a chance. They had the ball. Okay, so how do they figure out 2.6%? I don't know. I'm, I could barely. Again, I tell you this every week. Okay, you get all excited so, about these stats. So here's the thing. But I tried no to be an engineer. Okay, yeah. I went to college. I thought about it. Yeah, a train I, engineer. I'm not a. I'm not a dumb person. But the math <laughs> that went along with that escaped yeah. me. Okay. Uh huh. It just wasn't happening for me. There's no way I'm telling you how they come up with these statistics and probabilities. Somebody smarter than me at ESPN Stats and Info put out that that was a probability. If you'd like to take it up with them, be my guest. Give I a call. will. Let, I mean, let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you called your son back down. Have yeah. you ever seen an ending like that? Oh, he didn't see it because he, he didn't come up. <laughs> so he didn't listen to you at all? He no, and, the, and, and then I yelled down the stairs because he was in the basement. You're and, like, you missed and it! And I'm like, you missed the greatest <laughs> ending in history. <laughs> <laughs> Again, more great parenting. Not only do you not keep him in the room to see it, you tease him after. What am I supposed to do? Chain him to the TV? Are these the notes I should take for how I should raise my son? Yes. Be like, if he leaves the room and doesn't listen to me, ha ha, you missed it. <laughs> all right. This is the heart of sports. When we head to break, when we come back, we'll We'll preview the Minnesota Eagles game. We'll talk about the AFC games, make some picks. Stick with us. New Jersey Sheriff's Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon residential landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. 
You can call Ancoons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.ancoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We're here in studio, ready for NFC Championship Weekend. It's actually all Championship Weekend. We've got the AFC games. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the AFC games leading to the matchup, and then we'll talk about what we have this week. Uh, Best game of the weekend from the AFC side? Clearly, Jacksonville. I mean... Anybody expect that score? Did anybody think that if the Steelers scored 42 points, they would lose? They would lose. Yeah. With Blake Bortles on the other side. You're a person who's paid close attention to this. Did you see how quickly Ben Roethlisberger threw his offensive coordinator under the bus? Not only that, they got rid of him. They got rid of him. Yeah. Todd Haley's gone. Uh-huh. But they said, uh, well, why Haley's didn't you? never been a likable guy They said, guy why anyway. didn't you audible? He goes, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, come on. Yeah, look, there were a lot of questionable calls in that game. I don't know how Tomlin keeps skating away from taking any How do you do an onside him. kick there? I don't, I don't know. And... and, and and then how, you get a penalty. You, and, and that was like horrible. Honestly. And then your defense stops them. Mm-hmm. And then you give up a field goal and you got no chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had it. There was also a point in the game where they should have kicked a field goal and then would have had time to get the ball back and instead went for the touchdown, which ate all their time up. So, I, I just, it seems like some of the minority shareholder owners oh, with, they want them gone. with Pittsburgh yeah. want to change. Uh-huh. And. I mean, they just haven't made that yet. Were you su- What surprised you the most? You know, Fournette goes out. You're worried about his injury. Right. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have Ivory active. Was it, was it going to affect them? He comes back and plays well. Blake Bortles, where well, did no, he no. come from? Ivory was not active. Or not, yeah, he was not active. It was TJ Yeldon. Yeldon was the backup, yeah. but so they would have been short without him. But and I didn't understand that move at all. I mean, no he, was a, he was a healthy... Healthy it made no sense to me not to have that extra. Clearly, they wanted there. depth at another position, but it didn't make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. You think you'd see Blake Bortles have that game in the playoffs? He's he still, played well. He, you know what? I'm rolling my eyes again because he didn't have a great game. Look by he, Blake Bortles' he, sp- standards, you, that was you know, MVP. You know what he had? He he had the game manager. Look, um, he managed game, them to a win which, in Pittsburgh, with, their second one of the season. Which, with that defense, could be enough. But but every week now. It's def- the, the, all the players. The only questions they get are defending the quarterback. You know, if they if they somehow pull off an upset and win and go to the Super Bowl for for media week, the only question that anybody from Jacksonville is going to get asked is, "Do you think Blake Bortles is good enough to win?" Hey, Brett, are you still in mourning over Kansas City losing, or have you watched these games? I still been watching games, but I'll always cry about it. Always. Well, yeah, I mean, you'll cry anyway, but that's okay. Uh, so, Jaguars. You, you better lock the door after this is this show is over. Please, he's going to turn the volume <laughs> off on me anyway. I, he's got more control over what we do on the air here. I than turned the mics off. Well, I, I mean, we've whoa, had, whoa, whoa! I didn't say anything. we've had problems before. So yeah, yeah take it out on Jeff. It's just all t- his just fault. Just take his mic out. So all right, uh, and then the the other game of the weekend, not quite as exciting, the Tennessee game. No. It's Tennessee. It's it's the most boring team in the NFL. I'd rather watch the Browns. How does that make you feel? Tennessee uh, takes your team out, and then they go and they lay an egg. (laughs) The face face that he's making makes me wish we were on video right now. (laughs) Well, we tried. It just didn't work. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that video. We'll we'll get more. So so, uh, when you watch the Titans game, 
Did you at all think back to a few years ago when Chip Kelly was ready to sell all for of Marcus the draft Mariota. for Marcus Mariota and how different things would have been if you got Mariota, who's an average at best quarterback, and never got points? Things were, I mean, look, it, take, it took an extra couple years, but it's worked out the right way. I'd right? also like to point out that the Eagles could have had Ben McAdoo. Instead of Doug Peterson. Well, be thankful you didn't get that. I mean, it's just you look back at, at how things were right. and could have been and, and what ended up happening with, process. Now, with Wentz and Peterson. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a bad word in Philadelphia, process? Now? I don't know. We don't like processes. Okay, so the the Titans go up, kind of lay an egg. They tried to say that, uh, that Mariota hurt his calf in the first quarter. I did not understand. Again, I don't understand NFL officiating. I don't know what a catch is still. But they had a play where New England was supposed to punt the ball. And New England definitely false started. And instead, they reviewed it and called a penalty on Tennessee, gave them a first down, and they drove down and scored, and the game was never the same. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on in the NFL. Why can't they get officials? Did you see the official who uh, officiated the, the game the week before retired? So? The, the Buffalo game. Why are we picking on refs today? Because I don't think they're doing a very good job. I really don't. I don't under Look, do refs do a great job all the time? They don't. We have the benefit of sitting our butts on couches and watching replays in super slow-mo. But here's the thing. If I only complain about cameras. the refs in the Eagles game, then I'm right. a homer that only cares about Eagles things. If I'm not, then it's not an issue. So what's the deal? Oh, we're getting a little bit of feedback over here, guys. You're you're blowing our ears out. They can't hear it on the radio. Don't worry. All right, so let's go. Let's go into the championship games this weekend. We've got Jeff. We've got New England going up against. Uh, we've got them playing Jacksonville this weekend. That'll be the first game for you. What do you think is going to happen with with Jacksonville up there? Do they have a shot? Well, it depends on who's playing quarterback. Tom Brady hurt his hand this week in practice, apparently. You know, there's all these weird conspiracy theories now. Well, I mean, you're a conspiracy theorist, so go ahead. No, I'm not a a conspiracy theorist. Well, the NFL's already got Minnesota and New England on their advertisements. So, I mean, they're already out there saying that that's what the the matchup's going to be. See, I didn't even know about that until you showed that to me right before the show. You kind of can't do that if you're the league, right? But right now, there's a lot of trepidation because nobody knows if Brady's healthy, if he's not healthy, if he's playing, if he's not playing. In fact, one of the sports books actually took the game offline. And the, the, the point spread went down. People definitely changed their bets. Right. He walked into the press conference today not saying whether he had a problem with his hand at all, not saying whether he practiced, and he's got gloves on both hands, and he won't say what's going on with it. Right. And he never wears gloves. They played, I think, the coldest game in New England playoff history last week or the week before, and he still didn't wear gloves. You'll know if he's got a problem by if he's wearing gloves. He said in the past that he doesn't like them. He doesn't like them. He doesn't like them anymore. He's he's not a fan. well, I, I heard I heard Teddy Bruschi this morning, who was his teammate for a long time, say that Tom has never gotten used to gloves. But if he's wearing them, you will know that there's a serious issue because the only reason he would wear them is because he doesn't have the strength to hold the ball. If you remember when Peyton Manning, after he had his neck surgery and he never recovered the strength in his arms and his hands, Peyton Manning started wearing the gloves. Do you believe that New England can win with Brian Hoyer as their quarterback? Only because Jacksonville still has Blake Bortles. Can you believe that it could potentially be 
Brian Hoyer, Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, and Nick Foles as your quarterbacks in the championship game. I mean, I think I think Brady's going to play, and I. Oh, I think I think he'll play and throw left-handed before they put Hoyer in. So, or they'll just hand the ball off every time. Are you going with New England in that in that yeah, game? Yeah, I am. Uh, do you think Jacksonville At home? Has, do you think Jacksonville has a chance in the game? I think they have a chance because their defense is so dominant. I wanted to pick them so bad. I don't know if it's because I just don't want to see New England there anymore. I'm, I'm not sure whether I think that there's actually something. I don't know what their defense can do um, against Brady and that team, whether they can effectively shut down their passing game. Well, I, I mean, to me, Jacksonville, it, they're kind of a char- they have a character to them that I think I'd want to see in a Super Bowl. Plus, I'd like to see somebody, three of the four teams have never won a Super Bowl. You know, people sit there and don't realize that because they, the Vikings were there four times, but they lost all four times. So right now, the only team of the Final Four that's ever won is the Patriots. And then we have the Eagles and the Vikings, right. or as I like to call it, the Jeff Fisher Memorial NFC Championship game. <laughs> How could he have all these quarterbacks there, on his roster? There are going to be four active quarterbacks in that game. Three of them were with the Rams. Kind of amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, if you if you think about it and look back, number one seeds at home in championship games are twenty eight and twelve straight up. Uh, Eagles are obviously underdogs. If you're looking at the spread again this week, mm-hmm. um, don't know what that really says. I'm a little bit surprised by it. Obviously, if it was in Minnesota, I could understand it more. I think that the home field advantage will be a factor. Um, I don't know that Case Keenum's ever played in an atmosphere like he's going to see on Sunday. I just, you know, he didn't play in that at Houston. He didn't play it in L.A. He no. didn't play in his, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a madhouse down there. And how does he react and respond? Does he throw up some ducks? Well, He's 0-4 on the road against teams with winning percentages of 666 or higher this year. You got to hope as an Eagles fan that he comes in here, gets a little rattled. We've done that before as a fan base. We have gotten in players' heads. Well, that that's true. The one thing I would say, though, is the Viking Stadium is apparently the loudest stadium in the NFL. Now. But they're quiet when he's on the field. Oh, are they really? Yes. They're not anywhere near the noise level that he will have to right. encounter on Sunday night. My bigger concern is Vitae going against Griffin. Um, their defense going against Vitae out there. Um, I think he's going to need some help. And and do we know whether Zendejo and, and Rhodes are definitely going to play? It looks like they're going to play and that they're going to be Because that would be huge. Because if, if you noticed... When Zendejo went out and then Rhodes went out, totally changed. that's when the Saints started scoring. Uh, the person who's actually listed as questionable is Thielen, the wide receiver with a wow, back issue. Wow, that, that would be huge. Which would be big. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, he hasn't practiced much this week, and the, the injury, it has him questionable on the, on the list. We'll see. And if he's limited, he's played in pain this season, still played really well. Diggs also kind of coming off injuries, had the huge play last week, but mm-hmm. hasn't been what he was going in. Do you find it interesting how things have come full circle with this championship? The Eagles traded Foles to the Rams for Bradford. Foles lost his job in St. Louis. Keenum took over. Eagles drafted Wentz, traded Bradford to Minnesota. Vikings signed Keenum, who replaced Bradford. Foles returns to Philly to replace Wentz. Now Foles versus Keenum. You did that all with one breath. Right? I did okay That's pretty impressive. I barely even screwed it up, too. Yeah. It's pretty kind of funny how that worked out, Uh though, in terms of the musical chairs of quarterbacks and the impact of what happened in... The the draft pick that the Eagles ended up getting for Bradford from the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So things do kind of come full circle a little bit. What is your prediction this weekend? Well, I'm, I'm only going to put... 
I don't, know, explaining. I, don't know, I don't know how to phrase this. Gently. But, but it seems like every time I pick against the Eagles, they win. So I think that the best thing that I can do is to pick Minnesota, right? Uh, look, I encourage so, you to do anything that makes the Eagles win. So, so that's so they, how it works. So there you go. If so I'm, I'm going with Minnesota, so, but so are I won't you be basically along the lines of Brett? Are you a mush now? What do you mean? Well, anytime Brett picks a team, they lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't make a face. You know it's true. Are you? Well, he now, picks them for a whole season, and are, they, they're just a disaster. Are you now when you pick a team? Do you kind of condemn them to a loss? Is that how it is? I think so. Okay. I wish I had that kind of control. What do you think the score I wouldn't of the be game is going to be? I'm, I'm going with the Eagles. I think it's going to be 2017. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the first team to 20 wins. You, you, ju- you just picked my score exactly. So you think it's Vikings 2017? Well, I don't really think that. I actually think the Eagles won 2017, <laughs> but I'm predicting Minnesota for the purpose of... For the, for the purposes of yes. our exercise. For yes, the Brett. city of buddy, brotherly love. Vikings and Jaguars. Just because, That's not how you just say as, that. Just because it's going to be Eagles in New England? Uh, because wait, no, my bad. Patriots and uh, Vikings. You literally had a half hour to figure out what your picks were into the show, and you couldn't even get it right. I have a very deep and philosophical question. I got nervous. Uh, Jeff intimidates you. Both do. So I'm like five nothing. I don't intimidate anybody. So not with those eyes. All right, boys, stop fighting. So, so here's the here's my question, which I hope never to get an answer to by having to see it. Yes. The Vikings have the chance to be the first home team, the first team to play in their home stadium. Yes. If they were, which we don't want them to, but if they were to play there, how does the NFL handle that? They're visitors. Well, they actually dress in the visitor's locker No, 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 but that, that's not the concern. They have that obnoxious horn, okay? Are they allowed to use the obnoxious horn? I would say they're not allowed to. These are the deep questions. That's right, see? That Jeff Cohen... Thinks about when he's deep flying thoughts. on airplanes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Deep thoughts with I, Jeff I Cohen. I had six hours in the air to think about that. Question. And so you spent the whole time on the plane figuring so out what they did. I, I really haven't thought about whether the Fal- the Vikings can blow their horn. It's <laughs> 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 really not something that I thought about. I, to be honest, I'm just hoping the Eagles win and it won't be an issue. Yeah. You don't want to hear that horn all the time. Could you imagine how much fun it would be around here for two weeks? We get to be on the air leading up to the Super Bowl with the Eagles in it. Yeah, there'd be little to no productivity. That's the problem. That makes you think that I'm productive right now. Oh, I wasn't talking about you. As that's, long, that's a given. As long as we're clear. All right, before we head to break, let's talk a little bit about some of the moves. So we, we've got, uh, it looks like New England for both of us in the championship game, and yeah. then I've got the Eagles. You think it's the Eagles, but you're picking the Vikings. Right. Keep it going, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Coaching changes. The Titans lose. Mike Malarkey gets a, a blessing. He's going to stay two days later. Bye-bye. You know, you, you always hear about the dreaded vote of confidence, but that was like the worst ever. Right. Like, like <laughs> He's he going to come vo- back. No, he's not. Yeah. He, well, he got the vote. He, he was apparently told or, or it had gotten back to him that if he lost the first playoff game, he was out. So he wins that playoff game, thinks he saves his job. And then right after that, right after that game, they say, "Oh, you know, he's fine." And two days later, they say, "Yeah, we've decided to part ways." So when I used to work for uh, elected officials in office, I would tell my parents I serve at the pleasure of so and so, and they would say, what, "What does that mean?" I say, "Well, if they wake up in the morning and they want me to serve them anymore, I don't serve at their pleasure." <laughs> it's sort of the same thing as an NFL coach. Like you got a contract until they say that they don't want you to honor that contract it's anymore. Yeah, it's so I don't know who they're going to go with. Uh, for the Titans yet not totally clear uh, looks like Matt Patricia is going to end up as the coach for the Detroit Lions 
Did you see the 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 fake new logo for the Lions? No. So they have the the, the lion with a headset and a pencil in it. That'd be kind of funny. Beard for the lion. Yeah. That that would work out. Uh-huh. That'd be good. Uh, you had thought about him for the Giants head coaching position. Looks like you're going to end up with Pat Shermer. I think he's a good choice. You you satisfied yeah, with that? Uh, I mean, I think he's done a very good job. Ryan Lennox behind the glass. Giants fan extraordinaire. You satisfied with Shermer? Thumbs up. Yeah. Brett, you don't even know who he is. Don't try and act like you know what's going on here. <laughs> All right. Josh McDonald to the Colts. What do you think of that? Uh, jo- it, uh, Josh McDaniels. I, I think it's going to be Josh McDaniels myself. But yes, that's who yeah. he is. Uh-huh. Who cares? It's the Colts. It, it, they're going to lose the, a lot the, of coaches the, off the Patriots staff this the, year. The, the Colts are going to be bad for a long time because Andrew Luck appeared, hasn't been healthy for years, and that offensive line hasn't gotten any better. So... The Colts have no future. If you were McDaniel, would you go with Mariota or would no. you go with Luck? I wouldn't take either one. I'd stay it. I'd stay. Or Mariota. would you look at Arizona, who unfortunately looks like they want to look at uh, DiFilippo for from here in Philly. They want him for a second interview. Mm-hmm. I've told you all along, he's the coach I don't want to lose, and Joe Douglas is the in-house right. front office but man I don't want if, to lose. If I'm McDaniel's, I don't know if I want the Arizona job. I mean, Carson Palmer's retiring. I don't know what number pick they have, but they got to get a new quarterback. You don't think Drew there. Stanton's going to make it happen? <laughs> no. Come on, Michigan State guy, little Michigan stuff. No, going no, on I'm here. not rooting for Michigan State people. Come on. What are you out of your mind? You can do it, Jeff. Why? Say it with me. What? Come on, Michigan Ghost State. Barty? There you go. There. Okay. That that's what you wanted there. Uh-huh. Um, and that he, was about as disingenuous as when I said that I was rooting for the Vikings. <laughs> I know a topic you hate to talk about: NFL ratings down, still in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, people want to make it for their own argu- argument. Is it an indication of the type of play? Uh, let's let's talk about this again for a sec. Why why aren't people watching, or why aren't they watching people at the levels that they were? Because there's other stuff to do. So they're just busy. There there's more options. There are more things going on. There are all sorts of things that are called sports now that I don't believe are sports. So they're, they're not like me where I'm going out someplace with my wife where we had somebody's birthday and I literally have the stream on of the game on my phone while we're out at dinner to watch the end of the New Orleans. Yeah, you'll, we'll see. You're odd because for lots of reasons. <laughs> for lots of reasons. Yeah. So I'm not, forget being <laughs> diplomatic about this. I'll just... See, Go ahead. See, Roast your, me. your attention flits from thing to thing, but you can, you can do like... You can multitask, so you'll keep watching the football. The problem is, is that my generation and, and then your generation still watch those sports all the way through. Uh, the teenagers now in the early 20s, they don't. Go ahead, they, say it. Kids these days. Kids these days. They don't. They watch. I need to get audio that says, hey, you kids get off my lawn. <laughs> you make so many comments that date yourself. But no, uh, look, I turned on something, something the other day. I think it was on 60 Minutes or something. They had something about eSports, okay, which I think is ridiculous. Your that, son must have been all about it. I, I don't know if he's – I, I, I refuse to talk about it. It's – it, it it they're paying kids a hundred thousand dollars plus to play on these teams. I know. Where was this so, when I was growing up? That right. was the career path so, I would have so, taken. So there is now a generation that w- instead of watching the actual games that are live, they watch would people play the games. Watch people play as those players. Oh, I would have loved it if I could have gotten paid to play video games. That would have been a dream job for they me. They call themselves athletes. Well, they're not. 
Just because your thumbs move fast does not make you an athlete. Were you wronged by somebody at one time what? in your life that's so critical of people? I like live sports. I love going to live sports, as long as it's not zero. But Just as long as it's not people playing games, apparently. Well, but you keep talking about ratings. Ratings are down because the generations have now moved on to other things and don't watch full games. Speaking of if something's more than an hour long, people turn this channel. Speaking of live sports, yeah. you're going to a live sport tomorrow night, and you want to talk about it when we come back. <sighs> Stick with us. We'll talk some Sixers. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon Residential Landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Let me tell you, buying or selling a home is a life-changing decision. Whether you're looking for your first home or searching for your forever home, Ann Coons is the realtor you need. In fact, she helped my wife and I settle into our forever home. With over 30 years helping satisfied clients buy and sell homes in the Delaware Valley, Ann Coons will give you the professional and reliable service you deserve. When it's time to buy or sell a home in South Jersey or Philadelphia, contact Ann Coons, the only name you need to know in real estate. You can call Ann Coons today at 856-795-4709. Again, that's 856-795-4709. Or learn more on the web at www.annkoonsrealestate.com. Welcome back to the Heart of Sports. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen, who is about to vent. Why? You can, were... can I give a disclaimer first? Sure. Okay. Jen, if, if, if Alex is listening, turn it off. This is uh, okay. to your wife about yeah. your son. Okay. So, so you were very excited to go to the Sixers game tomorrow so, night. So, so uh, let me set this up. I'll do it as quickly as possible. Quickly, so, please. My, my son, in addition to being a huge Sixers fan, is a huge Giannis Anto, whatever it is, his last name is, uh, the Greek freak. Next fan. week, you need to say his okay. name on the air. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Um, so we were we had for months planned to go to the Hershey. Hershey has an outdoor winter classic game tomorrow night. I got rid of those tickets. And then uh, my son has saved up money, and we decided that we were, what we were going to do is we were going to try to get tickets for tomorrow night because it's sold out. So we spent over $400 for tickets. And then as I'm driving here, I get a tweet from uh, Michael KB saying, that Giannis is out tomorrow because he's got a sore knee. So you did what every rational parent would do, and you tweeted the Greek freak. <laughs> I, I did. I, I don't know if he's going to respond to me, but but I'm a little annoyed at this. That was the best part. You come in and you're complaining about the fact he dropped this, but he's not going to play. I said, I'm, what'd you do about it? You said, I tweeted at him. He I, doesn't I'm, care. I, I am so tired of this with the NBA, with these guys just sitting out because they just feel like sitting out. I and thought then he has say, a sore knee. He has a sore knee. Okay. Well, go give him a knee rub. Yeah. Okay. Well, what is the all-star game next week? It I'll is. bet you he's playing and he has no problems with his knee. Well, somebody's going to pay more than $400 for the tickets. No, no it's because he's not, it's not at home. No, if, I agree. If it's, if it's in Milwaukee, I guarantee you that he would be playing tomorrow night. How would you do And I don't think it's right. Let me just ask you, how would you feel if it's Embiid? I'd be annoyed. 
Uh, that's this has become a huge problem with the NBA. And you know, look, I think Greg Popovich is a great coach, but he's he kind of took us down this road, and now it's led to. I understand they're coaches; they have to do what's best for the NBA. I know Adam Silver's tried to deal with this, but it's not getting dealt with. And you can this is an expensive sport to go to, and a lot of people now. I'll be I'll survive, but there are a lot of people that save up for a long time for one game a year to see some player who's coming into town only once, and this is what happens. And it always takes me back to, uh, and I'm going to date myself, but I didn't actually hear him say you this. You date except, yourself on yeah, this show? Never. It is Joe DiMaggio once said that he all played hard every game because he was always thinking about the kid who had saved up his money to come see him, and what if he came to see him that night and he wasn't playing? Or the dad who saved up his money. Yeah. No, I think it's it, a legitimate point, and the NBA has tried to do something about it, but it doesn't look like it's really worked no. yet. Uh, they're trying to take away back-to-backs and, and all the things that they've done, but you know, you can get you, in this situation. Can you imagine Moses Malone taking a day off? No, but it was a different game then. And they, they were the athletes had a different mentality at that point. So I don't know if it's totally fair. Oh, I think it is to fair. compare. I think it is. I think it's fair to. I I never compare generations as far as athletic ability, but as far as effort, I don't think that should change. Can I ask? Generation. Are you bothered more because you spent the money? Like if you weren't spending the money on it, and you were going to watch it on TV. Yeah. Would it be as big of a deal that he wasn't playing? Is it because of the the investment of time and money that you made that has Correct. you so bothered, or yeah. the overall? Concept I mean, I'm not saying it just because players. it's me. It, it, it's always bothered me that that's the case. They, I mean, the Sixers do it with Embiid repeatedly. Yeah, and 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 let's face it, the Sixers now are the third in merchandise sales in the in league the, in the in the entire league. Okay, so um, I went to New York a couple weeks ago and walked through one of the sporting goods stores. They had a whole area just for the Sixers. Whole area, huge, and, and they have become a big draw. And instead of when they go on the road being that big draw, they sit people, and people are coming to see Embiid. They're not just coming to see their local team. And and so when you invest that kind of money to go see them, that if they can play, they should play. They shouldn't sit. But again, it gets it gets about the money for for there. Like you said, if, if you invest the money, and I just don't know if that's the... It, I don't, don't want to well, dwell well, on it. Well, it absolutely is because of the money. Yeah. Why else would it matter? It's because people are putting out this kind of money. The players are getting paid that kind of money. They're getting paid it because we all put it out to come see them. If nobody came to see them, they wouldn't get paid. On Monday, they played the Raptors. They they beat them 117-111. Uh, last night they beat the Celtics. Yeah, two of the top three teams in the in the Eastern Conference. And played good defense. Your thoughts on how the teams played? Although Irving Redick, didn't play, Redick is out with an injury now for a couple weeks. Makes me nervous. I did not think that they would beat the Celtics without Redick. Neither did I. Yeah. Um, Joel Embiid going to the All Star game. Starting, first time somebody from the Sixers was elected as a starter since Allen Iverson, and Allen Iverson did not play it in that game. Drew Holiday was the last uh, six all-star selection, 12-13 for this right, team. Right, but he didn't start. So, I mean, it's been a drought for us to have. I mean, look, you've mm-hmm. got the Eagles playing this weekend. you got Sixers going to the all-star game. They're 21-20 and 20 at the break. Not not at the break, but at sort of the halfway mark of the season. Mm-hmm. Are you satisfied? 
You have a lot of questions about this team. I still do have a lot of questions about it. And I, I don't know if it's going to be... Look, every day that I don't see Fultz in the lineup concerns me. What concerns me more is that Brett Brown has been particularly vocal the last couple of weeks about, about not his knowing. concerns. Look, if, could Sam Henke get away with what Colangelo no. is now not talking nope. about uh-uh. it? I mean, he, they've said nothing about this. They, they give very vague updates. It doesn't seem like it's anything physical anymore. It seems like so, he's lost confidence. I frankly think he should sit down with Nelson Aguilar, who couldn't catch a cold last season, and now is going to play in the NSV Championship game and probably have a really big role in the game. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – you hate when I do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to pose a hypothetical trade to you right now, okay? I the, hate trades. Well, the, 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 the Charlotte Hornets – have have made it clear that Kemba Walker is available in a trade. Who do you trade? If if I'm just saying, if they would take Markel Fultz, would you make that trade? Why the hell would they do that? Who? Why would Charlotte take? He Fultz was the off number one pick in the draft. Who now can't figure out how to shoot without going grandma style? Okay, well we don't. <laughs> I mean, they, I don't look, know. They've seen the same videos that I have. Yeah. I mean, if I'm them, I'm not trading him for a bag of basketballs right now. I want him to get on the court and prove okay, he can play. Okay, I'm just saying if you're Colangelo, would you make that trade? If I'm Colangelo, I ship him to anybody I can right now because clearly— You really? You'll give up on him that quickly? They are clearly— He's the number one they, pick in they the draft. They are clearly concerned about what they are seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's physical that he's not on the court right now. I think it's physical that he can't shoot the ball. Like, I, I think that's the physical reason he's not on the court. But I think he can't shoot the ball because he kind, of, he kind of forgot. If he does go he gra- lost his if confidence. He goes granny style, that's going to be really concerning. Uh, so, I mean, I think that the team has sort of bailed on him. They're they're protecting him and, and trying to, like, they're not putting him out there to have him face the wrath of it. So, so, here's, here, so here's the other thing that concerned me that I thought about on my little plane ride back. Is, <laughs> when, is, when you stop arguing about the other stuff. Yeah. Have you noticed the Sixers seem to give up on people pretty yeah, easily? quickly. I mean, with Okafor, they just abandoned him, essentially. In fairness, he's barely seen the light of day in okay, Brooklyn. Okay, no, but my point is, is like, you just never heard from him. And now they seem to be souring on Fultz pretty quickly when they should be encouraging him, at least in public. Here's my thing, okay? I think they should sour on themselves before they should sour on him. Right. All right. I, I didn't think well, he fit but at it, the but it, start. So does this make you worry about Brett Brown now? Is this I don't a think Brett issue? Brown drafted him. I think it's the no, talent No, supposed to be coaching him. Look, this was a conversation that we had at the start. Did he fit in to what this team was doing when they drafted him? He was supposed to, but that was before. He, that was when he could he shoot. shot it from his chest, yeah. And, and so you're at a point now where, look, I think Brett Brown gets the season. I don't think that they, they make a change now. Oh, no, but I don't, I've had, I, and I don't think they should. But I've had now, some but I serious think... concerns about the lack of development from some of the players, the regression from other players, mm-hmm. the complete inability to close out games. How many times have they blown 20-point leads to try and desperately hang on to win a game? I mean, they make winning it certainly so does much, make it exciting. They make winning so much harder than it needs to be on themselves. I know. And, and you say, like, a young team has to learn to win. They're not. They've won the last couple, mm-hmm. but they continue to blow enormous leads and play so well at times and then play so poorly. You can't win games but with 25 be, but turnovers. But that's because they don't have people that have been used to winning. Even Redick hasn't been with real winners. I mean, I said this at the beginning of the season with Ben Simmons didn't win in college. Markel Fultz couldn't get sniff 500 in college. 
So you have to learn how to win. And part of learning how to win is when you're up, you don't take your foot off the gas. All right. I want to give and you they the, do. I want to give you the chance to complain some more. Oh, you clearly boy. had more time on your flight back. Um, and you decided that you would take on the Bowl Championship Series. Take on the biggest, I think one of the biggest and student bodies the in University the University of Central Florida. So you're in like a Twitter fight now. Oh, there's such a bunch people, of babies. With people who went to UCF. Uh-huh. So you had nothing better with your time. You decided that you're unsatisfied with the people who are questioning Alabama as national champion. Take it away, Jeff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so UCF went undefeated this year. Yes, they did. Playing virtually nobody. Yes, okay? they did. So th- it, they decided that after the season was over, because they didn't get a chance to play in the championship game, that they were going to make T-shirts up saying they were national champions. Okay, you're making T-shirts. You can put anything you want on it. That's fine with me. That was kind of fun. I do think they kind of got shafted in that it should have been an eight-team playoff. You have your five uh, you know, power five teams who win their championships in, and then you have three teams that will be a bye in one of them. Look at you just like smiling from year to year. But – now the state of Florida is is declaring them national champions <laughs> and, and allowing people to buy license plates that say UCF national championship <laughs> on it. So now let's just call it the parts so participation. This. this is the participation championship. They are such a bunch of baby because you should see how did you how get angry so these people upset are by this. Because because it's it's the whole mentality of the participation trophy generation. If you don't get what you want, just give yourself a trophy anyway. <laughs> I mean, they they beat nobody before Auburn, and and everybody knows that when you go to a ball game, you don't look at who's the better team. You look at who's got more to gain from it. Because a very good team that goes to a, a not not the bowl they're expecting or not into the championship, they just don't play. I hope UCF schedules Michigan football. In the coming seasons. To go ahead, because they don't have Scott Frost anymore. So <laughs> so next year when they go five and seven, maybe they can declare themselves division champions. I mean it, So clearly you were not in favor of the parade that they held for their championship. Did, they but, did not. I think they did. Did they? Well the Browns well, you know held the, a parade for going. You know what the 16. problem is? They're right by Disney World. And apparently they've all gone there way too many times and they walk out of there singing It's a Small World and then walk with their little trophy. You are so bothered by this. I do. How, uh, did, how did that happen? It it just it was just the the whining about it. Like if you tell them that you're sympathetic to them, it wasn't enough for them. Can we they close want... on something happy? Sure. So there's we're a, going to Disney World. <laughs> no, there's a pay it forward now. Yeah. Teams and fans are are doing things for other teams to to benefit charitable efforts. So last week, New Orleans kicker hurt himself trying to make a tackle. And because the Minnesota fans like him, they've donated $150,000 to his charity that he's now going to go to Minnesota and cut a check to a hospital. Right. Andy Dalton got $300,000 from Buffalo Bills fans who were happy that they knocked uh, Baltimore out of the playoffs and, and Buffalo went. The Bengals fans donated money to Jaguars quarterback Blake Bortles Foundation as a thank you for beating the Steelers in the playoffs. You've got Jadavian Clowney, who was sent trash cans after he said that Blake Borders is trash, which he then which he filled in, with yeah. with presents uh-huh. and gave away to charity. You've got Todd Gurley, who's got charity as thank you for his efforts for fantasy fans. Mm-hmm. Is this a trend you'd like to see continue? Oh, I don't want to see that thank you for fantasy fans thing. You don't want anything that, with fantasy. No, no, yeah, that that opens a door that but I don't want to see. But what the other stuff is, it's nice. Th- this is another way. 
that Look, sports actually has a positive Lane, effect. Lane Johnson this week, I believe, sold like $150,000 worth of T-shirts where the proceeds go to Philadelphia Public Schools of the underdog T-shirts that they made. Yeah, with him and Chris Long, right? I mean, these are the things that, again, we talk about the platform that sports mm-hmm. have. You know, they're I kind of like this, that they're they're kind of paying it forward and... Yeah, um, I, that that's that's the be- people when people want to complain about sports, look what's going on. For anybody who's complaining about the NFL, we've always said that there's a couple people that people have a gripe with, and I don't know if you should or shouldn't have a gripe with them, but the vast majority of the people in the NFL are doing stuff like this, and and maybe it's not as public every time, but they're doing it. And and we should give them credit as much as we give them grief, if not more. I saw Trey Thomas earlier this week say how impressed he was, and it made him feel bad, like he didn't do enough <laughs> as a player <laughs> because of all that these players are doing in the community and giving back. I mean, again, it's a really it's another reason why you like this Eagles team and and what they do in the community. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts before we go off the air. When we come back on the air next week, will I be happy, Jeff? I think you will. You think I will? Yeah. Brian, I, I, I didn't ask the, you, I Ryan Lennox. City, I think the city is going to be all a Twitter for two weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun. It could definitely be mm-hmm. a really good time. Um, any last thoughts before we leave people? Where will you be watching the game on Sunday night? Uh, I'm an NFL guy that likes to sit on my couch and watch the game. Yeah, I'm bad at like yeah. the social football thing. I mm-hmm. want to be left alone. I want to be able to cheer in private. And Are you a big Super Bowl party person or... No. See, I used to be, and now, but but you don't get to watch the game. Yeah, that's why I'm not because everybody's there talking about their own things, and they want mm-hmm. to watch the commercials, and I really don't care about it. I want to watch the game. Right. Like if I want to watch the commercials, I watch them on YouTube afterwards. We'll talk more about that <laughs> next week, though. Jeff, we'll let that be the last thought. Thanks everybody for joining us this week on the Heart of Sports. Make sure to join us next Friday night as we help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.